What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's having a great day out there. Hope everybody is enjoying their week, and I hope everybody is just living life and enjoying their 2024. You feel me? Like each and every episode, I got a banger of topics to talk about. And plus, with the upcoming Elimination Chamber that's going to happen this Saturday morning, and I mean early morning at like 5 in the morning, hey, ain't no telling what's going to happen between now and going into like early Saturday morning, you feel me? Plus, with that being at 5 a.m., I know my ass is probably going to stay up. I'm just letting you know. But either way... There is a lot of nice stuff to talk about, and there is some there is some opinion questions on here that I do need to explain. But overall, I'm excited for this episode. And like each and every ep- and like each and every episode, man, you already know how this goes. From my OGs that's been here since day one, and from my new people that just discovered me. Hey, how you doing? How's your day going? Hope you live doing well. Hope you live in life. Feel me? Grab your popcorn. Grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit, and let's get right in today's episode. So, the first first thing I want to talk about, right? Does Liv Morgan deserve to be in the main event of anything? Or basically, the main event kind of spot. Does she deserve that type of role? And I understand about, you know, the Liv Morgan hate. I understand that. So... If you know, if you guys don't remember Tyler Rain, which I know a lot of or majority of everybody should remember Tyler Rain, her first and only Tyler Rain, well, I will say her first Tyler Rain ever was with the SmackDown Women's Championship when she won when she won Miss Money in the Bank, right? Twenty twenty, uh, was it twenty twenty two? And this was still under Vince, right? And literally cashed in the same night. When Ronda Rousey basically beat Natalia and retained her title, and she beat her, right? And we were all happy and everything like that. And what did Triple H try to do? Take the title off her, which was weird. I, I don't know if he was trying to like take the title off her or if he was trying to basically, um, basically trying to, I should say, keep the title on her because it was a weird way of them doing it. You had her, you had basically. Ronda pinned while Liv Morgan was tapping, and it was like the weirdest match on the card. I'm not going to lie. And that alone right there just ruined a lot of people's expectations for Liv Morgan, saying that they did her dirty, saying she's basically, for some for some people that are pro, Liv Morgan said they did her dirty, she does a proper title run, she does something that, you know, to fight for, not like this, you know, crappy run because they've mistreated her and other people that hate Liv Morgan. It's like, she doesn't deserve another title run. If you've seen her first one, you can tell that she is, you know, she is not that type of person. She sucks. She's sorry. She this, she that. And I would say this, I would definitely say I'm like pro and con on this. I'm yes and no. Cause we already know, like obviously Liv Morgan is the last person to pin Rhea Ripley. We we all know that, right? And for her, and Liv been saying for the past couple weeks, ever since Royal Rumble, that she's on this redemption run, that she's trying to get back to um the top, that she's basically trying to get back at Rhea Ripley for injuring her and the, take the one thing that Rhea Ripley holds 
right now and basically is the boss of right now is that women's world championship right running monday night raw running the women's division of both raw and smackdown i understand that i understand what they plan on doing with her but at the same time Liv has been on the show for a minute like i understand she's basically been a miscellaneous tag team or basically a tag division with his a non-existent tag division, right? They just strap the titles on any random two women and call it a women's tag team, like a tag division when it's like basically in doubt the sorriest division on the roster right now. It is the most garbage division ever. And it sucks to it sucks to hear that and it sucks to say that, but it's completely true. Right? She was she was basically in pointless tag team matches pointless tag a pointless tag division and her character didn't really go anywhere right like her character at all didn't go anywhere and it it sucked and that but that's how it was and when she got injured when she, when she got injured by Rhea Ripley you know that put her on the shelf and then basically it made us think about does she deserve a main event spot does she even deserve to be in the same ring as Rhea Ripley i can tell you this yes yeah, she does she does. I understand from a some from a lot of y'all from y'all standpoint, like she has not really done anything like that after she lost her first um women's like title run, as you talk about the like the world like championship women's title runs. Um, like she doesn't really deserve another one. But at the same time, she does. Because out of everybody, she's like the one that barely who barely got an opportunity with anything. Like all the women on the roster, except for like some of the people that are still that came from NXT, right? Everybody has gotten some type of title run, right? Some type of proper, and I mean proper women's title run. Liv Morgan was like is the only one who still never had a proper women's title run, like. And we're not talking. And we're, this is excluding Charlotte, Becky. You know, Mercedes Monet, who's not even in the company at all, and barely. These are people that already have title shots. We talk about people like Naomi had one. She's a two-time women's champion, right? She's like a WWE women's champion. She's won that. She like there's people like Natalia who's won who's won a title. She's there's people on that list like like um. I would say Sonya Deville, who is technically not even on the roster right now because she's dealing with some stuff, you know. And there's like a lot more people on that list from both like women's standpoint things, like from both Raw and SmackDown to be like, hey, they won these titles before, but Liv has never had an actual title shot. And when she was given that actual title shot, it made her look pretty goddamn stupid. I mean, they you they have her have a decent reign because they had to make up for what happened at SummerSlam, but we all knew at SummerSlam, if her first opponent was Ronda Rousey, we knew it was done and over with. We knew that it's it's a pointless reign that they basically gave Liv Morgan. And what happened? They uh, we I learned me, cause me and my uh co-host or like I would say old co-host at the time literally said, yo, if Ronda Rousey is Liv Morgan's first partner, her entire run or her getting a title was completely pointless. And what happened? Ronda Rousey was her first opponent. There you go. It was already done from the beginning, right? And then they did a pointless pin slash tap out submission, which was weird, 
right? And they had to do, uh, she defended the title at Clash of the Castle, which was like an okay type match, but not the best. And then the, and then they did like a, a extreme rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship when, when it was called the SmackDown Women's Championship at that time. And then it was like, okay, at best for an extreme rules match. So at that moment, it I don't know. I don't know what they were planning on doing with... Um, with live at all, but that first run for a title was bad. And you see how the fans turn on her after SummerSlam, because they're like, "Yo, they made you look like a like a pussy. They made you basically look weak as hell." And she looked weak as hell. So I I understand what a lot of people's points are coming from, because hey, she didn't look good in that time. She didn't look good at that time. I'm not gonna lie, but. Doesn't mean she can have a, a, you know, a second chance and win a title. I understand, like, you know, for some people, they say, hey, you got to, like, show me something that you deserve this. You don't deserve a main event spot against Rhea Ripley. And I'm going to say this for everybody to say she doesn't, like, deserve a main event spot. No, I can de- I can definitely say this. She does. She's not a main eventer. I can tell you that with the utmost respect of that woman. She's not a main eventer. No one says she has the main event like a like a pay per view. No one says she has to main event Royal Rumble because you can't. No one says you got a main event Elimination Chamber because you can't. No one says you got a like you know main event WrestleMania because you can't. There's no you, she, there's like not a blood ounce of my body saying you got a main event a big pay per view. No one's saying that you can win the title, yes, but you don't got a main event it. Like look at people like Bianca. Like, for example, she didn't main event, like, she like after a while, she didn't main event. Her first main event ever was at, like, WrestleMania 37 when it was COVID still. And the last match was Mercedes Monet and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That I could give her she main evented, yes. But all her other title reigns, like, when she won, you know... The when she had the set the was it the SmackDown Tag Team Championship or sorry the SmackDown Women's SmackDown Championship she uh she didn't main event it she only main evented maybe like you know the WrestleMania but she didn't main event anything after that with you know with that title same thing goes for the Raw Women's Championship she didn't main event at WrestleMania like um thirty eight she did. It was a fire match, yeah, but she didn't main event. Same thing goes for WrestleMania 39. She didn't main event. And I'm not saying you don't, she doesn't need, like, that person, like, she doesn't need a main event all the time, right? She's not a main eventer. Bianca Belair is a big-time player, but she's not a big-ass main eventer like everybody else. She's up there with Becky. She's up there with Bailey. She's up there with Charlotte. And she's up there with Ripley. And, she, and like she's up there with like a lot of the greats, but a lot of times these women are not main eventing like that. It's rare when you see them like being like, "Hey, let's main event, you know, this person. Let's main event that person. Let's main event this woman. Let's main event that woman." It's rare to see that nowadays. I was, I feel like main eventing is like once in a blue moon. Let's to be let's be honest with ourselves. Main eventing a pay per view. Is once in a blue moon. And plus, it's WrestleMania. Who says she has to main event WrestleMania? 
There is like a good three to four matches that will main event WrestleMania night one and night two over Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan any day of the week. And literally, the, the two matches that are main event in WrestleMania is the World Heavyweight Championship and the Undisputed Universal Championship. Obvious. She's not, they're not going to star Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley over two of the biggest people in the company right now. They're not going to do that. That's obvious. So, unless it's like evolution, then the evolution paper uh pay-per-view, then yeah. But besides that, they're not they're not going to do that. And like I said, Liv Morgan deserves her get back. She deserves her get, she deserves to try to win another title, right? But have a better run this time around. Like they did her dirty with the first one. And it sucks that they did her dirty. But at the same time, you know, Vince, in a way, was still booking that shit. So you couldn't really say anything or do anything about it. It was That's how it was, like, two years ago. Couldn't really do anything. It sucked, but she, but she couldn't. That's why so much people turned on her ass. Because she's like, because she, they say she's not believable on the mic. They said that she, you know, she's not that good in the ring. And I'm not going to lie, she, she does... Need to do a lot better in the ring. She does. And I want to see her do a lot better. I want her to, you know, be more expressive when it comes to her wrestling. I want her to be like, hey, yo, Rhea Ripley, I know you tore off my arm, but I'm coming for you. I'm taking everything that you earned. Like, she could cut a crazy promo and basically show us and tell her, telling us that she deserves this match. Tell it instead of telling us that she deserves another title run. And, like, she got to show us again. Because if she's not on that grind and grit, like, way, like, beforehand when she was not getting noticed like that by Vince, saying that, oh, she's not a threat, then no one, and I mean no one, is going to take her seriously. I'm going to stay, I'm going to be pro-live when she, she deserves another title shot and she deserves to, you know, try to have a great match against a person that not only, like, was a friend to her at one point, but also tried to destroy her career, like, again. So, I would definitely, I would definitely say, no, she is not a main eventer, like, at all. I could give you that, Liv Morgan's not a main eventer, but I will say that, yes, she deserves the title more than Becky Lynch, I said it because it's 100% true. She does deserve this title more way, and I mean way more than Becky Lynch because with Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, you're basically finding out who's the more who's more better in the ring. That's all you're doing. Who is, you know, oh, I, I could fight you. Oh, you big strong? Okay, I beat you. No, there is no story for the ninth thousand time. There is no story with, with literally Becky Lynch and... Ronda, like, not what I said, Ronda, and Rhea Ripley. There is no type of story between that. All the story has to deal with is Liv and Rhea. That's the only people you should be, you know, dealing with Rhea and Liv. Because as much as I love Seth Rollins, as much as I love his quirky, weird dance, as much as I love him as a person, like, it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Like, 
live is just live. I would say live is a specimen, a special person in my heart that I could deal with, but I just. Mm -mm. I just need to see like something a little bit more believable from her hand. That's all it is. I love the girl with a passion. She got you can tell that woman got passion in her eyes. But just don't stop doing live dirty, man. Start giving her credit because she deserves it. She 100 percent deserves the credit that she's been given for so so long. There's, she it's literally been past due, and it sucks. But hey, live. I hope you can get your rematch. I hope you can get your get back and beat Rhea Ripley in becoming the new women's world champion. But speaking of main event, you feel me? We got Elimination Chamber coming up this Saturday, and I'm giving my Elimination Chamber predictions. I know it's only four matches a card. I'm oh, sorry. I know it's only four matches on the card. And for y'all people be like, it should be a longer card match. Why is it only four matches? Do you forget who is booking WWE now? Did you forget who's the booker? Do you forget who who's in it for the long-term storytelling? Did you forget Black and Gold NXT? And for the people who didn't watch Black and Gold NXT, I am so sorry for y'all. Because you mixed out on five years of generational masterpieces on NXT Black and Gold. Right? This is triple, double, sorry, this is triple, triple H, you feel me? This is Paul Triple H Levesky. This is the man, DX. The man who literally is in the, is literally in the game of long-term storytelling. And if you don't know that this is how he books his matches half the time, then I'm sorry to tell you. Then don't watch them. Then don't watch the product. I don't know what to tell you. Oh God! But let's stop with all these shenanigans and get right in to these predictions. So the first, like the first match we have on the match card is the women's elimination chamber match. Obviously, the winner of this match gets a title shot against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the title. We have Liv Morgan, the return of Raquel Rodriguez. Naomi, the man Becky Lynch, the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair, and, Miss, and Mrs. Perfect herself, Tiffany Stratton. Now I'm going to tell you, straight off the bat, all these contestants deserve, you know, a world, a women's world title shot, right? And all of them have a better, have a, how I should say, have a great claim of why they need to become women's world champion. Obviously, Liv Morgan wants a revenge. Wants a revenge on Rhea Ripley. Same thing goes for Raquel Rodriguez, former women tag team champions in the match, right? We got Naomi, the person who hasn't had a title for a long time. Haven't had a title since 2017. It's been a very long time since she had a title, and she does deserve to be in here. Becky Lynch, because she's Becky Lynch, and she basically gets deserved any or almost every title or women's title match that she needs or wants. Bianca Belair got screwed out of the women's, uh, as a Raw Women's Champion, right? Deserves to get some title, deserve to have a, like, a momental, a monumental, great-ass match with Rhea Ripley. And Tiffany Stratton is there. Why? Because she is. 
So, and plus, you know, everybody loves Tiffany. If you don't love Tiffany, I don't know what's wrong with you, right? But I would definitely say out of everybody, the person that does or needs this title more than anybody else on this on that uh that first match, live. By far to live. Raquel is probably I would say Raquel is like third and then Becky Lynch is second. I love I love like Bianca, Naomi, don't get me wrong. But this is Liv's time, bro. And if Liv doesn't and if Liv doesn't win this, man, she better be inserted into that to make that shit a triple threat. Have it Liv, Becky, and Rhea for the title. I'll be all for it. And have literally Liv pin Rhea Ripley. The best thing ever, you feel me? She deserves to be in the chamber, and she deserves to be Rhea Ripley, 100%. So I have my pick for that one goes for Liv Morgan. Next one we have is the men's Elimination Chamber match, right? And the winner receives a World Heavyweight title match against Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania 40, right? And we have in here, we got the prize fire, Kevin Owens. We got the almighty Bobby Lashley. We got the Viper, the Apex Predator, the Legend Killer. Randy Orton. We got, you know, the Scottish warrior himself, Drew McIntyre. We got the Maverick and the United States champion, Logan Paul. And the man that everybody loves because this is his game. What everybody's saying, L.A. Knight, yeah. I'm letting you know right now, everybody in this match deserves some gold. Everybody. But the one person, and I mean the one person deserves this gold more than anybody, is Drew McIntyre. They've been telling the story with Drew McIntyre ever since... 2022. Legit. They've been telling the story for this man ever since 2022. And it's about time. It's about time as a heel. As a heel that everybody completely hates. But at the same time loves. They want him to main event WrestleMania. They want him to beat everybody in the Elimination Chamber. And they want him to only not make Seth Rollins suffer, but make him beg and plead and claw his way out of Drew McIntyre's grasp, man. Because uh, everybody here, Kevin Owen desperately needs a title. Because when's, when's the last time he had a world heavyweight title or world title completely? What was that? Um, um, Let me guess. When it was the Red Universal title? Yeah, that's the last time he was a world champion. Universal champion. 2017. Was it 2016, 2017? It's one of the two. I think it was like 2016. But um, that's the last time he, you know, he had a world title, which sucks. Man is long overdue for a world title. He won't get one, but probably not now. Bobby Lashley, his last title run, a world title run, 
was what COVID. What a little bit after COVID, when he when a uh, Big E cashed in on his ass. When's the last time like Randy Orton was a world champion? Thunderdome when he beat Drew McIntyre in the Hell of Cell match for the title. Understandable. Drew McIntyre last time he was um world champion. When Randy Orton beat him in a Hell in a Cell for the title. Logan Paul has never become world champion ever. Ever. Same thing goes for L.A. Knight. Yeah! I'm letting you know right now, Drew McIntyre is the only person that should literally come out of this alive and with a title match around his hands and literally grasping for him to beat Seth freaking Rollins, the, the architect, the revolutionary, the visionary, because he is Seth freaking Rollins. And Seth freaking Rollins is about to get his ass whooped by Drew McIntyre. So that is my pick for the men's Elimination Chamber. We got the big match, the hometown favorite, Rhea Bloody Ripley, the world, the women's world champion versus Nia Jax herself. And Nia Jax is not here to play no games. She wasn't here to play no games when she came back, going straight after Rhea Ripley, and she is not playing no games now. And she wants to get her hands around Rhea Ripley, and she wants to become the next women's world champion. The only problem with that is we are going to be in Australia. And with Australia comes a hometown greats. And with hometown greats comes for Rhea Bloody Ripley. And when it comes to Rhea Bloody Ripley, she is not losing to Nia Jax. No, she is not losing to Nia Jax at all. In Australia, that is not happening. That is not happening. She's not losing the title in front of thousands and thousands upon thousands of people in Australia. So this match, I give it by far 100%. I give it to Rita Ripley. Next one we have is the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships on the line. The Finn Balor and Senior Money in the Bank, Damian Priest of the Judgment Day, defending the titles against Tyler Bate and the Bruiser Weight himself, Pete Dunne. And don't get me wrong, British Strong Style, these two, Go hand in hand. They definitely work together. They do. But as much as I love Tyler Bate and as much as I love Pete Dunne himself, there is no way, and I mean no way in hell, that Judgment Day is losing this match. They are not, especially with the help of JD and the help of Dominic Mysterio. They are not losing these titles. You feel me? They are not losing them. Like, nobody in the Judgment Day is going to lose this match. They're not going to lose their matches. Not Rhea, and certainly certainly not Finn and Damien. We all know that for sure. So definitely, with this, by far, I give it to Damien Priest, the senior money and bake himself, Damien Priest, and Finn Balor himself. And on the last thing, even though it's not a match, we got a segment for the Grayson Waller Show, where Grace Waller Show, or Grayson Waller, is has two special guests 
the American Nightmare, Cody Rose versus the world, sorry, and the world heavyweight champion. He is a revolutionary. He is a visionary. His name is Seth Freaking Rollins! And obviously, as we see, these two is going to talk about The Rock, or Hollywood Rock, or should we say, or as the fans used to say, Washed Up Rock. You feel me? Talking about Solo Sokoa. Jimmy Uso, the wise man, Paul Heyman, and the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns! <laughs> I'm going to let you know right now. I'm going to let you know right now. Obviously, Roman and The Rock is not going to lay a finger. And I mean a finger on Seth or Cody. Nope. Why? Because they're going to have the enforcer, Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso coming out to attack these two. I can see it now. Am I predicting the future? No. But do I see this happening? A hundred thousand times, yes. Because it's The Rock. He ain't gonna get his hands dirty till WrestleMania. It's Roman. He ain't getting his hands dirty till WrestleMania. He might do a tease. He might, you know, give you a good Superman punch. Maybe give you a good spear to the to the to the torso. The Rock might give you a people's elbow. Might give you a bajone, like a bajone beaten, pie eaten. Might give you all that, but no. He ain't gonna give you any of that. It's Hollywood Rock we talk about. This man don't give a fuck about you. He don't give a fuck about Seth freaking Rollins. Just give a fuck about himself. His overblown, bald face, milk nut having ass. Is gonna give a fuck only about himself and himself alone. Man trying to look like 1996 Hollywood Hollywood Rock when this man is looking like a 20 like 2007 version of a milk dud. Fuck out of here, The Rock. You ain't gonna land your hands on Cody Rhodes. You not you not gonna even lay your hands on Seth freaking Rollins. That's no 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 no. That's not gonna happen, right? He gonna say that. For WrestleMania, right? Right? <laughs> it's all I got to say. Elimination Chamber is going to be hella, hella good. I'm definitely... And like I said, for the people that's going to say, oh, it's going to be too short. It ain't going to be entertaining. How about y'all shut the fuck up? How about y'all do that? Because y'all, y'all ain't trying to let this simmer. Y'all ain't trying to let this cook. Y'all trying to think... Oh, it's going to suck. Oh, it ain't going to be what it's supposed to. No. Let it cook. Let it simmer. And you going to see what Triple H is cooking 
for Elimination Chamber this Saturday morning. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, is about Velveteen Dream, right? It's a comeback that no one has, like, basically ever thought was going to happen at all. Three years later, I would say more than probably three years later, but I would say three years later, this man came back to wrestling, not for WWE, which is a little bit sad, but in a private, I would say in a private promotion. And honestly, I am glad that Velveteen Dream is wrestling again. Because for a lot of people, a lot of people, like, when he, when the video came out of him wrestling again, which was like a couple days ago, like, people were like, oh, why the fuck is he wrestling? Ew, why is not, he's locked up. Why is he not this, this, that? I'm going to let you know right now. God gave him a second chance. God said, hey, people make mistakes, right? It's only the people that learn from him will actually move on. And he learned from his mistake. He's well done it. And he moved on. And now he's back wrestling again. And that is a great sight to see. This man cleared his name up on a podcast. And he cleared his name up many times before. And he, and he literally came out with an apology-like video like months ago. If this man does not deserve a second chance then I don't know if he does or not. Because, like, I don't know why a lot of people say he doesn't deserve anything. Like, that's very low. Like, say, for example, if someone did something dirty to you, right, do you think that per- do you think that person deserves a sh- second chance? Or do you think you have done, you know, something really bad to someone? Do you deserve a second chance? Or do you deserve, like, a chance at all? Let's be honest with, let's be honest with you, like, yourself. Let's be honest. Do you think you deserve a second chance? Depending on how bad the situation is, do you think, hey, I don't, I don't need to be petty all my life. I don't need to be like, hey, I like, you know, I remember you and you did this to me. You don't, you don't deserve this. No, we need to learn to forgive and forget and move on. Like, like say for example, and this has nothing to do with a little bit like wrestling. Like I'm a, I'm a shift this to a little bit of a music example. Chris Brown. Chris Brown, do I really need to say more? They've been on that nigga since Rihanna and him. Him and Rihanna are done with. They are done with. They literally, like, he apologized. She accepted his apology. They moved on from the situation. And they're both living great, happily, lives. And they're friends to this day, right? She forgave. And she forget. And she still has love for this man. But for people in the wrestling world, right? I mean, sometimes we can't forgive and sometimes we can't forget. That's understandable. Depending on the person. But with Velveteen Dream, a lot of the shit wasn't his fault. Some of it was, but a lot of the stuff wasn't his fault. And people still blame him that he doesn't need to be back in wrestling? This man has probably worked his ass off to be, like, you know, back wrestling. Probably not for a big company like Ring of Honor or AEW or WWE. But at least wrestle, right? To go back to his dream. To go back to something that he wants to accomplish in his life. Like, I understand. I understand. Like, he's a great talent. But 
you know, he's he's really an un, like an undeemable human. I mean, yes, he could have been like a like a way bigger, better draw, but he got caught up and found himself in like you know something that you know did. I was he got up, he got caught up in something that basically you know it wasn't his fault, but they blamed it on him anyway. And you know he probably won't get like such a major wrestling job, like a big wrestle promotion, like wants him like that. But at the same time, with enough hard work and probably him clearing his name more about the fans, like, hey, I left that life behind. I don't, I don't really need to, you know, be in that life no more. And show the fans that, hey, I really did leave that life. I don't, I really don't do that shit. You know. Then he'll probably be up in like AEW or you know Ring of Honor. Who knows? Or New Japan Pro Wrestling. We don't know. Like, yes, it does seem a little bit strange and crazy that he's getting a second chance with all the Vince stuff going on. That's hundred percent, you know, true. Because if Vince was still around, he definitely wouldn't be coming getting a second chance by nobody. Let's be honest with ourselves. But I would definitely say this. He is a he he has the talent of being a star. Have you seen how this man is on NXT on black and gold NXT? Like, especially now how the company is striving? You know how well this man would do in WWE now? Probably not in NXT because he's already been in NXT. But on the main roster, do you see how much guys he would have a feud with? Like, shoot, Gargano, we got Tommaso Ciampa, we got The Miz, Judgment Day, we got Dominic Mysterio, we got Ricochet, Logan Paul, Montez Ford and the Street Profits, Bobby Lashley. We got so many people on, mon- on like, WWE in general. In general. He would fit in so well in these times, man. So well. And for people that saying that he he's not genuine in his apology, I would say this: in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, I really believe that he was genuine in his in his apology. I really do. I really do. He. I really hope that Velveteen Dream does make a comeback to some promotion, like as there's technically so much potential and talent in the world, you know. And we've seen a lot of people in the wrestling industry, came back from far more than what Velveteen Dream got himself into. Far more. And it, and it happens. It does happen. That's why, that's why God said, hey, we make mistakes all the time. As long as you learn, and like, as long as you learn from it, and dwelled and became a better person, I'm going to give you a second chance. But I will definitely say this. He better not mess up his second chance. Because if he does mess up his second chance, he's over. It's over. There's no coming back from this. No coming back for this. And I don't care if this man is in a school gymnasium. I don't care if this man is is there. A lot of people started in school gymnasiums. A lot of people is bashing, oh, he's in a school gymnasium. Oh, I thought he would be big time. 
Bruh, he just got out of a bad situation that could have cost him his life. Of course, he, of course he's going to start at a school gymnasium. Did you forget that's, that's where half of the great WWE like wrestlers you see today started in with school gymnasiums? Punk, Rollins, like um, Roman, Dean, the Usos, Sammy, Kevin Owens. That's where a lot of people started wrestling with school gymnasiums. But you're going to bash this man because he's not on the big stage anymore just because he's in a school gymnasium. Watch. Give this man a good year to two years. I will say give this man a good year to maybe like three years. This man's going to be back on a big-ass promotion very, very soon. Just have him put in the work, have him put in that time, and it's going to happen. Velveteen Dream was and will always be probably the most over person in NXT history. Literally, in the black and gold version. And I'll say this with my heart because he was SS over as the Undisputed Era, like everybody, like like um, Roderick Strong, like Adam Cole, like everybody like that, like Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, I need to keep on going. Samoa Joe, Karrion Cross, Dijak Dakovich, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Gunther, Damian Priest, all those people he came up with. All of them. He's going he's going to get a second chance. Probably he's probably shoot. Who knows? Triple H might give him a second chance and put him onto the main roster. We don't know. We definitely don't know. But I'll definitely tell you now, Velvet Team Dream, to me, is main event material. Always will be main event material. Just have him put in that work, have him put in that dedication, and good things will happen to this man. So stop bashing him. Stop saying he's a pedophile. Stop saying he needs to go away because this man is here to stay. God has gave him a second chance for a reason. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. You're going to have to deal with it because this man is staying. He's going to take that second chance and dwell on it wisely. Velveteen dreams him. I'm glad that he's back and hopefully he's here to stay. And I hope, and I damn sure hope, that you don't mess up your second chance, man. I really hope, because I have high hopes for you of doing a lot better and escaping your past. And do and being a better person, not only mentally, physically, but also spiritually as well, too. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Bloodline storyline, right? And people saying, oh, it should end, it sucks, it's this... It needs to end at, you know, WrestleMania with Cody Rose getting the title. But in my mind, and I was and I was thinking about this, right? Should the Bloodline storyline be really over at WrestleMania 40? Because right when Cody gets the title, right? You know, we're having another year or a year and a half long or ever how long they want to push this stuff to of story with the bloodline. Because right 
Because we are, because The Rock is going to cost Roman the title, right? Rock's going to cost Roman the title. And Cody Rhodes is going to pin Roman for the title and win and have the undisputed Universal Championship, right? And then that sets up a storyline of who is the real head of the table, The Rock or Roman Reigns. And then we're going to have Sol Sokoa, right? If he's going to side with Roman or The Rock. We all know Jimmy is going to side with The Rock by far because it's Jimmy. He sees you like, damn, you got your ass whooped by, by The Rock? Really? You're supposed to be the Travis Feast, man. You're supposed to be the head of the table. You getting your ass whooped by The High Chief? Nah, dog, couldn't be me. I got to go. I'm out of here. Jimmy going to side who he going to side with, right? Obviously, The Rock going to try to get back Jay into the family, but he ain't going to be back in the family. Why? Because he don't trust Soul and he doesn't trust Jimmy. So he's going to be where he at. He going to stay where he at. Now, going on to the wise man. We all know the wise man is a goddamn snake. But we'll, But the real question is, will the wise man choose Roman? The person he's stuck by with since payback of 2020 in the Thunderdome? Or go with the high chief, the one that is higher than Roman, the one that is paying big brother and seeing Roman Reigns as the little brother, right? Who do you think he's going to go for? More likely The Rock. He ain't going to stick with Roman unless they pull a swerve ball and have him stay with Roman, which is going to be crazy, but... More likely this man is going to stick with The Rock. And then you're going to see Roman all alone. Nobody. There's no Jay. There's no Jimmy. There's no Solo. There's probably not even no Wise Man. And now he's going to look stupid. He's going to look stuck. No one to defend him. No one to be by his side. No one to be like, hey, Tribal Chief, you got this. We still love you the other day, but you got this. It's going to be nothing like that. Because how the storyline is playing right now, as, as much as I want it to be over, at the same time, I really don't. Because like I said, what they're doing with The Rock, they're probably going to tell another a good year-long story with The Rock and Roman and the entire bloodline in general. And I'm going to let you know right now, The Rock is still going to be a heel. He is still going to be a heel because remember, remember when they said about Roman, when Roman drops the title, he's going to be a face. He's not going to be a heel no more. He's going to be a face because right when, right when The Rock costs Roman his title and have Cody Rhodes beat Roman... Roman's going to look flabbergasted. Roman's going to look upset. Pissed off is going to be like, the Rock, how, how, did, how could you do that to me? I put you in my family. I made you, I made you one of Mars. You bloodline. And you do this to me? The fuck is wrong with you? And then this, he, he hits this man with a beautiful rock bottom. Looks down at him. Literally probably wipes his feet, dusting off the bullshit that Roman has been doing for the past four years. And then he said, yeah, you saw that. So you already know what this means, right? <laughs> if you smell...
what Hollywood rock is cooking. And then goes off walking like a milk dud, a walking milk dud with a blouse on. Just saying. The Rock ain't gonna play no games, man. He not, especially with Roman. Cause you you gotta look at the signs, especially with that retarded ass promo that he cut. Oof, we don't talk about that. But you gotta look at the signs. One, this man didn't even put up a proper, you know, we the ones. He put up either a bang or a bang bang type of a signal, or one pronounced loser. That's that's you know a b. This man was pointing at Roman the entire time, saying Cody Rhodes' story is just ending, while our story is just beginning. Long story short, he said about when Cody Rhodes' story is just ending, meaning Cody's going to beat Roman for that title. And I, Yeah, and, he, and he's going to screw you out of it. That's what he mean the entire time. I'm going to screw Roman Reigns out the title, have Cody win, and that's when my story with you, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief himself. That's when we see their story just like starting. That's when we see the downfall, more downfall of the bloodline. That's when we see Roman at his worst. Roman most vulnerable. Roman not at the highest standards that you've, that you've seen him before. When it was peak bloodline. When it was him, Sol Sokoa. Wise man, the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos. Ain't gonna be like that no more. It's all gonna be just, just him losing. Him going in a downward spiral ever since he lost the title. Because the title, the title made Roman. Roman didn't make the title. And that shows Roman. Roman is in a different species. Roman's in a different world compared to The Rock. The Rock wants to take everything he has from Roman. That means family too. So if family goes out the window because of The Rock, he did it because he hates how he hates how um he hates how Roman Reigns is running shit. Why do you think he had to pretend to be, I hate, uh, I'm sorry, I hate, um, you know, I hate Cody. He only doing this shit because, A, Cody asked for his help. B, he said he needed some backup. And that's why, why, that's why you think Cody said, hey, I talk to people, like people that know you and know what you're capable of. Why do you think he did that? To set Roman up. That's what the entire plan was. To set Roman up to fail. And it's working. As we speak, it is working as we goddamn speak. He's making Roman look like a fool. And Roman has no idea what's happening. And that's where the storyline gets good. You have this man hyped up for no reason. You have this man smiling for no reason. Right? And now, 
literally right coming towards WrestleMania. It ain't going to look good. It's not looking good for Roman. He doesn't know what's going on. We do, as the fans. We connect the, like, the, the pictures together. But Roman, Roman can't so far. He can't. It's looking pretty bad for him. But I would definitely say, personally, the the bloodline storyline should not end. And I know it's not going to end, but it should not end. And definitely, they need to... I feel like the bloodline storyline will more likely either end at SummerSlam this year or be next year at WrestleMania 41. Because... Obviously, that you know, Rome's gonna try to get back in the you know the championship picture by going after Cody, and Cody's gonna beat him probably twice, three times, who knows? Sosakoa wants to get the title shot. He gonna Solo's gonna lose to Cody. Jimmy's gonna probably get a title shot. Jimmy gonna lose to Cody. It's it's over. It's over for Roman. So so, and let me ask you this: say for example, you do drag, you know, the bloodline storyline for something that's stupid, right? By him becoming a third place of, like opponent. Legit. If you have, you know, Roman Reigns literally trend for the wrong reason for a bloodline segment, right? And just have this man literally win at WrestleMania just to go after a number three spot for a bronze medal, then y'all y'all guys are dumber than we think. Y'all guys don't think. Y'all y'all just say anything was coming out your mouth at this point. Because you want you want him what to retain at WrestleMania for what? To beat Hogan? If he beats Hogan, he's number three. Not number one. Not number two. Number three. We all know no one's gonna touch number three. I mean, sorry, no one's gonna touch number one. It's Bruno San Martino. Fuck no, no one's gonna touch that. No one's probably even gonna touch number two. Number three is possible, but do we want to see number three? Hell no. Fuck no, we don't want to see that shit. So, any like I said, I was also on that type of person that'd be like, hey, let's let's not let's not have like the bloodline storyline here anymore. And honestly, personally, I've been liking the bloodline storyline. I know what they're trying to do, and I'm here for it. So, hey, keep it up with WWE. Just try to make the, the storylines more entertaining. Try to make it, you know, not boring for people to be like, oh, this sucks. Or, oh, this is like my t- the worst idea. Like, no, just do something like this. Try to, like, carry out the Bloodline storyline a lot more. Make it more creative. And then see what happens. If not, then it ends at SummerSlam. I'm just saying. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is the 2024 Hall of Fame. And now with the 2024 Hall of Fame coming up, I'm really excited to see what people should be in the Hall of Fame this year. But in my mind, I think I already have three people that do deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or people that should have already been in the Hall of Fame, but they need to acknowledge them and actually put them in the Hall of Fame this year. And the one of the people that I have, the third on the list, or my top three for this one, is starting at three is Batista. Batista has was in the game for a very long time in the WWE, and it shows. The man gave us wonderful storylines. Wonderful storylines, literally. And 
we still know and love Batista today. And like, it's it's funny. It's funny how everything happened. Like, he literally, he really, he really gave us like some great and crazy, like crazy, like uh storylines with this man. I remember it's like shoot, just in, just alone the stables. He was in Evolution from twenty from like basically what oh four for like what yeah he was like with evolution from like what 2003 to like 2005 when evolution was randy orton triple h rick flair and him bro that faction was dominant for like two years straight two years then obviously he was friends with Rey mysterio for like what 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 half of uh like half the year and then Evolution became a thing again when it was Randy Orton and just Triple H from like April of 2014 to like June of 2014. So basically, it's like what, three months? Literally, this man is a two time Royal Rumble winner, 05 and 2014, but we don't talk about 2014. He was literally inducted into the WXW Hall of Fame of 2013. He was, you know, one of the few, he's like, like, one feud of a feud of the year, 05 versus Triple H and 07 versus The Undertaker. Like, there's so much stuff that this man has brought to the table. He's a two, he's a two-time WWE champion, four-time heavyweight champion, three-time World Tag Team champion. Two of them with being Ric Flair and one with John Cena, and a WWE and one time a WWE Tag Team champion with the homeboy six nine one six uh one nine luchador himself rey mysterio like if that does not you know get you hype especially with the batista bomb and the batista bite bruh and plus his entrance alone just screams just craziness like the man always be literally squatting like he was doing his hands with machine guns the pyro was the pyro money was just on basically Batista and maybe like two other people alone, which was insane to me. But pyro was crazy, especially when Batista was around, and I did like him. I really did like him though. It, like I, I do miss him though. I do, but at the same time, the man it works. It works for him. Like it, it definitely works. I would definitely like to see. Batista in the Hall of Fame this year. He definitely deserves it. He should have been in there a long time ago. Maybe like 2022, 2023 Hall of Fame, but they always pushed it off for some odd reason. But it sucks that he wasn't in there. But I feel like this year, 2024, is the time for him to be in the Hall of Fame this year. And he definitely deserves it. Plus, this man is like 55 years old. 55 years old. And it's crazy that he is. Man, there's so much stuff going to be happening this year. It's going to be crazy. But the next person that definitely that definitely needs to be in the Hall of Fame is Paul Heyman. Without a doubt, it's Paul Heyman. This man was literally, he is a manager for the undisputed universal heavyweight champion of the world. Literally the wise man for the tribal chief himself. Roman. Reigns. He is literally the original ECW owner, right? And he was the former manager, or I should say the advocate 
for the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal, and WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. And also, also too, which almost slipped my mind, he was the he was a former general manager of SmackDown at one time too. Literally, this man has done everything. He's a man. He was a manager. Well, still is a manager. He's literally a director of operations. He's a general manager, a producer, and like a commentator, a promoter. He's done it all in WWE. Oh, and he's what? He's technically been with WWE since 1989. February 15th, 1989. That is crazy. I don't know anybody that has been in the company that long. Literally. That is that is very impressive. The man has literally been in the company for 33 years. 33 years. Tell me what person, tell me what person like that other than Paul Heyman that is in the company more than 33 years. And we're not talking, this is excluding Vince McMahon's old ass. We're talking about an actual person that's been here since day in, day out. No one. You can't think of anybody better than Paul Heyman. He is that man. He has managed so Many people over the years. This man literally have so much accolades to him. He literally has WWE Year-End Award, Best on the Mic in 2018, Manager of the Year in 1992, Faction of the Year 2022 because the Bloodline, Feud of the Year with Sami Zayn 2023, the Bloodline, literally Hall of Fame inductor or induction, or I should say Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame induction of Class of 05, Best Non-Wrestler of the Decade, the 2010s, Best non-wrestler of 2020, like of uh 2001, 02, 04, 2012, and 20 through 2014, 2018, 19, 21, and 22. Best interviews of the decade of the 2010s. Best on interviews 2013 and 2014. Best color commentator in 1991. Best booker between 94 and 97, and 02. This man literally has managed so many people is insane i know some of these people that i i definitely didn't probably grow up with but i know there's some of you know my fans they grew up with these type of people um i would def- like he has uh adrian adonis uh was it aldra blaze was it blazy i think some of these i'm gonna butcher i know that for sure uh, medusa barry horwiz big show Brock Lesnar, the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray Dudley and Bully Ray, Cesaro, aka Claudio Casanoli, uh, C. M. Punk, Curtis Axel, Don V. Dudley, or like Bub, like yeah, Don V. Dudley. Um, I don't even know his Hen- Hendrix, Hendrix, Kurt Angle, Larry Kanowski, Matt Bloom. Or the, you know, he has like several names, I should say. Michael Hayes, Rick Dude, Rikishi, Rob, Van, Damn, Roman Reigns, Ryback, 
Samuel, Shane Douglas, Taz, and the all-time favorite Texas own Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because Stone Cold and Paul Heyman says so. It's, it's crazy. It's literally crazy how much shit this man has been in. And it shows that don't play, don't play with this man. Don't play with this man or you're going to end up on a t-shirt. Like, he's going to call his homies with them. And you're going to end up on a t-shirt right now, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. This man has literally been in so much stables over the years. Literally, the Danger Alliance. And that got basically... um. That basically got altered like three times, anywhere anywhere from like 1993 to like 1998. He was, um, then he had the alliance from like July, July 9th of 2021 to November 18th of 2021. So not that long, right? Not that long. And now the bloodline anywhere from 2020, well, I would say the full alliance of the bloodline was in 2021 all the way till now and he has been with roman since 2020 payback of 2020 and if all these accolades literally if all these accolades don't say hey he deserves to be in the hall of fame then i don't know what does like stop sleeping on like i know nobody's physically sleeping on paul hammond but if you are put this man in the hall of fame he definitely deserves it and then for the last pick, the last spot, the person that I know knows best deserves to be here more than anybody on the list is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was gone way too soon from us. I'm still sad to this day that this man is not here, alive in the flesh with us. It sucks, but, you know, his memories and his love for people will go on. We will always love this man. And for how much creative stuff this man has brought to us over the years, just over the few years he's been on the earth, is insane. The man, the 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 faction that started it all, he was literally in the nexus, but we're talking about the actual faction that people know and love to this day. The Wyatt family. It sucks. It definitely sucks, man. Um, he died at 36, but it's it's something like to think about, and there's something that you know we're always will like literally keep in our hearts, keep in our minds, and I'm definitely I'm I'm always gonna miss this man, always gonna miss this man. This his his finishers in, in alone was fired. The sister Abigail, the man like the like the mandible claw, all of it. Fire. The kiss of Delshin, especially when he was with Matt Hardy. Oh, my God. This man was a two-time WWE Universal Champion, a one-time WWE Champion, a one-time SmackDown Tag Team Champion with um, Randy Orton, and literally a one-time Raw uh, Champion, a Raw Tag Team Champion with Matt Hardy. This man, if th this man was close to becoming legit a um, a Grand Slam champion, all this man needed to do was win the United States Championship 
and the Tag Team Championship. All right, not the Tag Team, but the Intercontinental Championship. This man would have become a Grand Slam champion before he died, which sucks that he wasn't. So I'd love to see him as a Grand Slam champion before when he was alive, but... Hey, I'm good for what we got with this man because I, I, I would still love this man to death. Just the accomplishments this loan, as in just the awards that this man got, literally male superstar of the year in 2019. He had the match of the year with John Cena at Payback, which was phenomenal. He literally was member uh, of the Nexus in 2010, but we don't talk about the Nexus. Literally, he was the most hated wrestler in the Nexus in 2010. He had the best gimmick. In um 2013 and 2019 with the Wyatt family, and the best comeback of the decade or of the century, I should say, was literally in 2019. Legit, when he literally put himself as the fiend himself. Literally, it's it's so good. It's go. It's so good to you know to see to basically hear about this man because Bray Wyatt is always going to be a legend. He is basically a legend in the making he will always be a legend to the day we die i'm always gonna i'm definitely gonna miss this man um with a with the bottom of my heart and for and for some people bray white brung a lot of people into wrestling like when they saw the fiend and they loved how he was they're like yo who is this person i'm i'm definitely gonna be investing in this person i'm definitely gonna be watching this man and I could definitely say for some for people that were never fans of wrestling ever, and they said that Bray Water Bray White put him into wrestling is really great to see and really great to hear, and I'm I'm it's it's just sad that he was gone way too soon was taken off this earth like so soon from us, and it it sucks how the way it was weird because he only had one match against L.A. Knight and then after that he got sick. And a couple months later, he died. And like literally, the like the person that should definitely induct him in the Hall of Fame is is uh Braun Strowman. Definitely Braun Strowman. So and or right, Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan, both of them, they they definitely should um induct induct Bray Wyatt into the Hall of Fame because that 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 for them that was family. And to see part of them missing, part, basically part of their, like, you know, a part of piece of them missing, it sucks. And then, like, an honorable mention I definitely want to say that should be in the uh, Hall of Fame, too, is uh, is Luke Harper. As much he wasn't, like, you know, utilized like that, like, when he was with the uh, Wyatt family. But he did bring a lot of flavor or, like, a lot of, like, passion to the company before going to AEW, and I'm telling you, when he was in, like, AEW, just from the clips I was watching, like, like I, cause I, like I said, I never really got an AEW like that, even when it started, but I did watch heavy clips of AEW, and I would definitely say Luke Harbour around that time carried AEW. When it was in his COVID era, it carried W, like, sorry, it carried AEW to a T, and it, it sucks that... You know, he died, and then a couple years later, Bray died. But at the same time, they both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Like like I said, they don't have to, you know, mention AEW, whoever does, like, the speech. But they can basically, you know, they can, you know, try to squeeze in, hey, he was a valuable 
asset, and he was a valuable member to not only my my uh my family, but in my heart, Ray White and Luke. You know, we both love you. We will always love you to the day we die, and you are always going to be a special person in our hearts. But yeah, that's usually what my picks for the Hall of Fame. Um, and I know I, I probably a lot of people will agree with me on this one, and I. I'm very, I'm definitely looking forward to the Hall of Fame this year, and I'm definitely. I hope we get to basically hear if if all those three, if not just Paul, are uh, and Bray Wyatt. Either way, it's going to be a really, really great Hall of Fame to watch this year. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about is what happened on Monday Night Raw. Right. So as we all know, or if you have watched Monday Night Raw, right. Um. Like, it was a main event match, but as the first match on the list to start off Monday Night Raw, and it was um, Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre, right? In a very heavily tested, you know, main event match, but going on first, right? And just when about Cody Rhodes is going to win, Sol Sokoa came out of nowhere and spiked Cody Rhodes again for the second time in the same place, the same spot. And causes him the match against Drew McIntyre, right? And now Cody Rhodes is having deja vu from what happened at WrestleMania 39 when he was going against Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Championship, right? And he had deja vu. It happened randomly, and he had deja vu. And now we're all wondering, bruh, are you even going to take the help? Like, are you even going to take the help now? Because Seth Rollins, two weeks ago, literally said, hey, I want to help you out, man. I hate the bloodline as just as much as you do. And I hate that they're costing everybody title shots that, A, they deserve, and B, Roman does deserve shit. Roman does not deserve that title. You deserve that championship. You deserve to finish your story. But... You ain't going to finish your story without help, man. Let me help you. Let me be that architect you need. Let me be a revolutionary, a visionary for you. And you're going to finish this story, man. So let like, let me help you. Cody's like, I, I like, I'm going to think about it. And he's like, all right, cool. I ain't going to force you, but I'm letting you know you need me. And sign one, sign number one. That match alone, Sol Sokoa literally costing you that win. Already, already tells you, man, you ain't going to be in this alone. Because Solo and Jimmy going to be, like, interrupting your matches every step of the way. Seth Rollins basically said, yo, bro, I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your shield, dog. I'm going to probably even have other people with me, like Jay Uso, Sami Zayn. I'm going to have a lot of other people in your corner helping you out, man. You ain't going to be the only one in this. It's going to be us. We're going to take this on together. Shoot, maybe even L.A. Knight, A.J. Styles, see, like, you know, Randy Orton. The list goes on for how much people Roman Reigns has screwed over, including me over the years, ever since he had this stupid-ass title reign. And now, literally, Cody's, like, contemplating the entire time. Even when he went to the back, he was in the... You know, he was in the uh, the nurse's office, or I should say the uh, the medic office, or whatever it is, right? And 
He looks, he, he he's like choking, coughing. He's like, yeah, I'm good. And he looks around and he sees Seth. Seth looks at him, taps him on his leg and be like, bro, if I was out there, that would have happened. He basically said, yo, if I was out there, that wouldn't be happening to you at all. And Cody's going, Cody's now contemplating. He's like, well, I guess I do need the help. And Cody, understand that you and Seth Rollins are, you know, hate each other. Y'all don't like each other. But this is not the time to be hating by each other. This is the time that you need to be alliances. You need to be allies with each other, man. The bloodline's only going to get stronger as we speak. The bloodline is not going to stop till you're done with, Cody. They going to stop until they see you fail. They don't want you to make it to WrestleMania at all. Take the help. Take Seth Rollins' help. And then there's a lot of people be like, a lot of Roman fans be like, yeah, we see you, Cody. You ain't making it to WrestleMania. That alone, you gonna be losing that WrestleMania. And I'm just, I'm just, and all you, all you Roman fans, all you dick riding Roman fans out there, he gonna make it to WrestleMania. He gonna win WrestleMania. He gonna beat the tribal chief, the head of the table. And you know who's gonna help him and cost him at the same time? The Rock is going to cost Roman. It's going to cost Roman with all ounce of blood in him. Roman is going to be crushed as hell. They'll be like, what the hell? Why is my entire family walking out on me? Next, you know, Cody Rhodes hits this man with three crossroads. There is no soul Sokoa to help Roman. And Roman gets pinned by Cody Rhodes. It happens. There you go. That's what happens. And that's going to be the end results, man. As long as Cody has his backup, has backup like Jay Uso, has backup like Seth freaking Rollins, Randy Orton, LA Knight, um, what is it, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, shoot, maybe even his own people like Solo and Jimmy. It's there. All that's there. And they ain't gonna be playing. They be like, you call you like you say you you say you family oos? Nah, you ain't family no more, oos. You you don't you don't you don't respect us as family. You never did. And now you're about to get this work. And now your entire family, entire people that you did call your friends, even the high chief don't even want to like nothing to do with you. And now Roman's going to look in disbelief. He's going to look sad. He's going to look pressed. He's going to look angry because no one's in it. No one's by his side. So I'm letting you know right now, Cody. Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare himself, the son of Dusty Rhodes. Take the help or else you're never, ever finishing the story. And as a Cody fan, I want you to finish the story. And for people saying, oh, he don't need to finish the story. He can just finish with the world championship. And for the hundredth, a thousandth time, no, it does not. The world championship and the WWE championship are two different championships. His father already won the world heavyweight championship. And it's funny how somebody in my TikTok tried to justify that, hey, his father has never won the world heavyweight championship. Uh, Yes, he has. By the way, for the person who said he like his father has never won the World Heavyweight Championship, you're dumb as hell. Look it up. Look it up. Just type in Dusty Rhodes World Heavyweight Championship. 
he has won it. He his father. He doesn't need the, the same title his father already had. He wants the title that his father has never had, and that is the WWE Championship. So people are saying that I don't know shit. Dude, the person that said that called me out saying I don't know what I'm talking about, you need to really look up what the hell you're talking about because it's there in pain, black and white, on paper. Like, do your research. Just letting you know. Who, because I'm going to say Cody going to get needs the help, man. Definitely. And it all starts with Seth freaking Rollins. The entire situation starts. With Seth freaking Rollins, man. I wouldn't be surprised if the bloodline screws Seth Rollins out of his title. Shoot. And they and then next you know, that's when like he comes in. Because we all know, we all know Seth despises Roman. We all know that Seth hates Roman. Since, you know, who knows when from for, for a very long time. I mean, it, they were they they were friends. Then they hated each other. Then they were friends again. Then they, were, they have a love hate relationship with each other. They do, and they always will have a love hate relationship with each other. But this time around, I know in my mind, and I don't want this to happen. I really feel like the bloodline is going to cost Seth Rollins his title at WrestleMania, and that's what's going to make Drew McIntyre win. Either Solo Sokoa is going to cost this man. So I don't think Jimmy will. Jimmy will probably get stopped by either Drew or uh, or Seth. But Sol Sokoa is, is going to be there at some point, sometime, somehow, costing Seth Rollins his match for him not to retain his title. Drew's going to pick up on that and have this and help this man to win. And I feel like that's what's going to happen. And that's when Seth's going to be like, going to get his get back right. I'm going to help this man out. And he's literally going to be Cody Shield and going to, you know, be hitting the pedigree and hitting the stomp on these dudes. And it's going to be crazy. It's definitely going to be crazy sight because we all know that uh, Cody Rhodes is not going to be alone at all. The man has family and the man has friends. He's not going to be alone going into WrestleMania at all. And I hope he won't be because we all know there's there is a super kick waiting for Roman. There is a haluva kick waiting for him. There is a stomp waiting for this man. There is a RKO waiting for him. There is a BFT waiting for him. A Styles Clash. Uh, you know, a uh, was a running power slam. There is literally um, a Claymore kick waiting for this man. There is a stone. There is a stunner waiting for this man. There is. Literally another super kick waiting for this man or Uso splash. There is a rock bottom waiting for this man and a people's elbow. And there's a Samoan spike ending it with a crossroads three times to the face. And that's when you're going to pick. That's when Cody Rhodes going to pick up on that. Win the title, not only for himself, but for his father. A title that he his father has never won. And it's going to be a great sight to see. So, Cody, please have this man in your corner or else you are doomed. Just telling the truth, man. But anyways, that's it for that's it for uh, for tonight's episode. Thank you for everybody with chilling with me, uh, kicking with me tonight. I appreciate it. I love y'all to death. 
Um, I'll, you know, this podcast is always, is always means a lot to me. Always love doing it. And, you know, this, it's never going away. It's never going away. It's, it's 2024. We're going to this top. We never, ever going to stop. Like, we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep working. We're going to put in this work. I'm going to keep putting in this contact each and every week for y'all. I love y'all to death. This is something that I love to do 100%. And it's, 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 it's going to go. It's going to go well. It's going to go well for me. So this is your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. We can follow me across all social medias, YouTube, um, Twitter, well, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Instagram is also Antoine TV2, Facebook, Snapchat. If you want to follow me on Snapchat, um, you can too. And then Organized Mess, ODM official. Um, and like I said, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, you know, whatever. Um, like I said, I will start posting on there soon for YouTube, um, not on organized mess, but on the YouTube channel. I I was contemplating on wrestling stuff, but also cooking stuff. Um, cause yes, I do love cooking. I do love culinary. So I will probably start posting stuff maybe sometime after WrestleMania. I plan on doing it cause I have like a lot of stuff to do at the moment to get that up and running. But right now that's the plan. I want to do, I want to live stream, uh, my, um, I would say live stream my podcast. I would definitely want to, you know, start uploading a lot of wrestling and different type of content, but mostly wrestling content for my wrestling fans out there, especially on TikTok. If you follow me on TikTok, same as always, Antoine TV too. Um, but yeah, that's the plans for right now for the, uh, for the rest of the year. So I hope everybody has a great day. Or I hope everybody has a great night wherever you at. It's five o'clock summer. You feel me? Stay safe out there. Um, if you're driving, drive safe. And later, y'all. Peace.